Jai Jai Sitchetanya Jai Nichananda Jai Adita Chandra Jaya Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Ah, yes. So a topic that uh, has been waiting for a long time is, is the divinity of uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, obviously, when we look at the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, that's what it's about. It is about Lord Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, practically speaking, in, in every single chapter, is establishing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So it, it begins already right there in, in these opening verses. In the opening verses, uh, we see that Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is trying to establish the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, that famous uh, third verse, which is, Yaradvitam Brahmo Panishadi Tadapi what the Upanishads describe as the impersonal Brahman is but the effulgence of his body, and the Lord, known as the Super Soul, is but his localized plenary portion. Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna himself, full with six opulences. He is the absolute truth, and no other truth is greater than or equal to him. Um, so there really it starts already um, very clearly. Okay, let's just put this a little closer. Very clearly that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and, uh, and that... Um, is being repeated uh, by Krishnadas Kaviraj uh, several times through, throughout the chapter also. Basically, um, that's the purpose of the whole, whole chapter, like in, in text uh, 42 of that chapter, he also says it. Um, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Swayam Bhagavan Tarpadara Vinta Ananta Pranam. Eh? So, Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the personality of God himself, and therefore I offer innumerable prostrations at his lotus feet. And then the second chapter really is an explanation of that Brahmanupadishadi verse from the first chapter, uh, which established Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Lord. So the whole second chapter is just an explanation of that verse, because it is dedicated to establish that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Lord. 
in the in the third uh, chapter also that continues and a description follows of Lord Chaitanya. The luster of his expansive body resembles molten gold. The deep sound of his voice conquers the thundering of newly assembled clouds. One who measures four cubits in height and in breadth by his own hand is celebrated as a great Guru de Parimandal. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who personifies all good qualities, has the body of a near Guru de Parimandal. His arms are long enough to reach his knees. His eyes are just like lotus flowers. His nose is like a sesame flower. And his face is as beautiful as the moon. He is peaceful, self-controlled, and fully devoted to the transcendental service of Lord Sri Krishna. He is affectionate toward his devotees. He is gentle, and he is equally disposed toward all living beings. He is decorated with sandalwood banglets and armlets, and anointed with the pulp of sandalwood. He especially wears these decorations to dance in Sri Krishna Sankirtan. Recording all these qualities of Lord Chaitanya, the sage, by Sampayan, includes his name in the Vishnu Sahasranam. So this was from the Chaitanya Chaitamrita Adi Lila, chapter 3, text 42 to 48. So, of course, referring to that Vishnu Sahasranam, that is the evidence, and then that is quoted two verses further up. Uh, the, the first that we've been discussing also earlier on when Gopinath Acharya was, was speaking with, uh, with uh, Sarvabhavan Bhattacharya in Madhya Leela, chapter 6, um, where Gopinath Acharya established that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then he quoted also this Mahabharata verse. Suvarna varna he mango varangas chandanangadi sanyasa krits chama shanto nista shanti parayana. In his early pastimes, he appears as a householder with a golden complexion. His limbs are beautiful and his body smeared with the pulp of sandalwood seems like molten gold. In his later pastime, he accepts the sannyasa order and he's equipoised and peaceful. He is the highest abode of peace and devotion, for he silences the impersonless non-devotees. Purport. By Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. This is a verse from the Mahabharata Dana Dharma Vishnu Sahasranam Stotra. In his commentary on the Vishnu Sahasranam, called the Namarta Suda, Srila Baladevi Jabusan, commenting upon this verse, asserts that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to the evidence of the Upanishads. He explained that Suvarna Varna means a golden complexion. He also quotes the Vedic injunction, Yada pasya pasyate rukmavarman kartaram isam purusam brahma yonim. Mukunda Mundaku Upanishad 313. Rukma Varnam Kartaram Isam refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead as having a complexion the color of molten gold. Purusam means the Supreme Lord, and Brahma Yonim indicates that he's also the Supreme Brahman. This evidence, too, proves that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. Another meaning of the description of the Lord as having a golden hue is that Lord Chaitanya personally is as fascinating as gold is attractive. Srila Baladevi Jabusan 
has explained that the word varanga means exquisitely beautiful. Uh, Adi Leela 349. Uh, so in this way, we are, uh, are seeing some uh, throughout, really throughout the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is established as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, after all, these first 14 verses are establishing the Panchatattva and uh, with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the center as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and then how the Lord is manifesting through his expansions and his energies. And, uh, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the origin of expansions and energies. And then the first seven chapters, uh, at least till about half of the first of the seventh chapter, are elaborating on these 14 verses. And in that way, each one of them is again establishing uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Lord. And then we carry on and we see in the uh, in the seventh chapter, Lord Chaitanya becomes involved with Prakashananda, Saraswati, the impersonalist sannyasi, Mayavadi sannyasi in, in Kasi, in, in Varanasi. So, yes, that is there. Uh, and uh, then um, we see how uh, he is uh, again. Uh, not only is he defeating uh, in, in personalism, but they also realize that he is the supreme lord. Uh, so we see devotees recognizing him as the supreme lord, and that we see throughout the Chaitanya Charitamrita. For example. Later in Madhya chapter 9, during the tour of South India, then Lord Chaitanya comes to see Rangam, meets with Venkatabhata, and then there's this whole discussion um, about Lakshmi entering into the pastimes of Krishna, not being able to. And at the end of that discussion, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks Venkatabhata, if Lakshmi, if there's no difference between Krishna and Narayan, as you said, and Lakshmi is fully dedicated to Narayan, then why did Lakshmi, despite the fact that she wanted to enter into Krishna's pastimes, why couldn't she? Then uh, Venkatabhata said, this is inconceivable. Um, this is only, only known to the Supreme Lord. And then he says, and actually you are that Supreme Lord. So then Venkatabhata there recognizes Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So we see such references from time to time where different devotees recognize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Lord. We also see, uh, we also see uh, descriptions where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself asserts himself as the Supreme Lord. Mm. And also we're seeing 
uh, a description of Advaita Acharya, who initially recognizes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Lord, but then questions it. So Chait Advaita Acharya is the first one who recognizes Nimai as the Supreme Lord. And one day in his house in Shantipur, he begins to worship Lord Chaitanya with the verses Nam. He starts to offer an arati and he keeps on reciting Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go Brahmani Taya Chajagati Taya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha, which is the mantra that is establishing, uh, is worshipping Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, who is the protector of the cows and the brahmanas. And uh, in this way, he is. Uh, recognizing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna. And Gadadhar is there, and Gadadhar is saying, Acharya, what, what are you doing? You, then Acharya says, Gadadhar, when will you see? And then Gadadhar says, you mean that? And he's seeing that he's sort of worshipping him as the Supreme Lord, and then saying, you mean that? He is the Supreme Lord. Then after that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes to the house of Srivas and performs there the Mahaprakash Lila. And then he is establishing himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead uh, to Srivas, sits on the altar, all the devotees come, then he's establishing himself to all the devotees as the Supreme Lord, and he also provides evidence by knowing intimate, private things about each one. Hmm. But before I go there, let me just go back to Advaita Acharya for a moment. So Advaita Acharya had recognized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but later Advaita Acharya was um, expressing some, some doubt, apparently. Apparent doubt. Uh, and then Lord Chaitanya showed the universal form. So, of course, we take it that the doubt of Advaita Acharya was not true doubt. We take it that the doubt of Advaita Acharya was just a public display uh, to, uh, to make Nimai, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, actually show evidence and show his universal form. Um, so that the whole divinity, because otherwise one might just trace it all back and say it all started there with Advaita Acharya and he recognized Nimai as divine and then from that point, and then he started to claim it. Right? But uh, no, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so later showed him the universal form. Um, in the Mahapakash Lila, uh, we see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also showing his divinity to all the devotees. Uh, one householder uh, who had, uh, had been in a difficult situation with his wife and beautiful young doctor, daughter, he was traveling in the night and was followed by some Muslim men. So he was very worried that something uh, that something inappropriate would happen with the ladies. 
and therefore he was moving as fast as he could. And then at one point he came to the bank of a river and then he prayed. He prayed, oh my Lord, please save us. And then out of the middle of nowhere, this boat appeared. So Lord Chaitanya sits on the altar in the Mahaprakash Leela. He's just manifesting himself as the Supreme Lord. And Lord Chaitanya says, you remember that night that you stood there at the bank of the river being followed by these, these Muslims and that you were very worried uh, about, about what they might do to the ladies? Yes, 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 yes. And do you remember that you prayed? that you pray to the Lord for help, remember. Oh yes, yes, I remember it very vividly. Then, then out of the middle of nowhere, a boat, a boatman appeared with a boat. Oh yes, Lord Chaitanya said, that boatman was I. So I was like, how, how could he know? All these details and and now he said he was that bold man in answer of his prayer mm. Haridas Thakur was there and Haridas Thakur he was uh, reminded of the beating in the marketplaces that he felt no pain and that the Lord said yes when you were uh, being beaten uh, then you prayed, oh my Lord, please don't let anything happen to these, these persons who are beating me. I, and then they said, I was just on the way with my sudas and chakra ready to, to kill them. And then you prayed like that. Then what could I do? Then I put my back over your back and I took the beatings on my back. He showed his back and it was full of beating marks. Haridas fainted. Mm. With Advaita Acharya, we also discussed these things, but with in, in earlier times, but not in this context of divinity. And uh, so we discussed how Advaita Acharya was uh, looking for answers on a verse from the Bhagavad Gita, uh, which said the Lord had no, no feet, no hands, and it seemed to uh, support the Upanishadic verse of impersonalism and uh, the Gita Upanishad, Sarvopanishad Gavo, Dukta Gopala Nanana, Partavatsa Sudir Bhakta, Gitam Ritam Mahatmayat. That the uh, it is said that this. Uh, the Upanishads, the 108 Upanishads, are like a herd of cows. And amongst them, the Gita Upanishad is the best. Right? And, and the milker of this cow is, is Gopala, uh, the son of Nanda Maharaj. And Parta, Arjuna, is the calf. And the wise man is the milker and the enjoyer of the milk. And in this way, uh, one can get the nectar of, of the Gita and taste it. Mm. Some water, maybe.
So, um, yeah, that is uh, from the Gita Mahatmyam. So sometimes the Bhagavad Gita is known as the Gita Upanishad because it has, although it's not an Upanishad, but the format is very similar to the Upanishad. So now the Upanipadam verse from the Bhagavad Gita, and then you've got the Upanipadam verse from the uh, from the uh, Upanishad. So Advaita Acharya didn't know what to do with this particular verse. Is thinking it really looked like. Uh, an impersonal explanation. I mean, uh, that verse is on 14 uh, Bhagavad Gita 1314 and 13 pum pum Sarvata Padam Tat Sarvato Everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces, and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the Lord exists, pervading everything. Then Advaita, then Advaita Charya was bewildered by this verse. Lord Chaitanya pointed out, Advaita Charya, this verse refers to the super soul. And we see that Prabhupada in his translation also says, Everywhere are his hands and legs his eyes, heads, and faces, and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the super-soul exists, pervading everything. Hmm. Although the word super-soul is not directly given in the text, but Prabhupada has included Advait uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya's explanation there. Hmm. And, that's, and from that we see there's a different, different approach to the text, uh, whereas the scholar is looking what is written in the text and let the text speak, then uh, Prabhupada is saying no. Uh, Prabhupada is following the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When Lord Chaitanya has spoken uh, that we're dealing with the super soul, then yes, we'll write in the super soul because that is the proper understanding of the verse. And it is. It's just a different approach. One is the descending approach, the parampara approach, what comes down from the Supreme Lord. And the other one is the ascending approach, the approach of reaching up by dint of one's own intellect and by trying to uh, dice and slice and analyze and in that way understand. And, and the Vaishnavas again and again established that the descending path, the avaroha, panta, is superior to the ascending path. Uh, the uh, the um, Aroha Panta. Anyhow, so in this way, the, uh, the supremacy of, of Krishna is, is established in different ways. Um, first it is, uh, we see Krishna's copyright is establishing uh, we see throughout his life, there are moments when Lord Chaitanya himself is establishing, and in his relationships with his devotees, he is uh, many times in this mood of Krishna, although other times he is again denying it. Uh, uh, you know, like in there is a pastime. So 
we see contradictory uh, elements about his divinity. Uh, for example, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is referred to as uh, when when the devotees one day uh, the devotees are out on on a kirtan party and Advaita Acharya says today we will be chanting the name the name of of Goranga of Lord Chaitanya and all the devotees are thinking yes this is, this is very nice but the Lord doesn't like it. But Advaita Acharya says, no, but, you know, it's just, it's just natural. We'll be all right. We'll do it. And everyone says, yes, yes, yes. And everyone is very enthusiastic about it. Um, and everyone chants and uh, um, everyone is very, very ecstatic. And Advaita Acharya is saying, I cannot, I will not chant, I will dance because my voice is too loud. And if I sing so loud, you will all just run away. So anyway, so all the devotees are chanting and then, but then they get so ecstatic, they can't stop anymore. So they even, even when they come back to Lord Chaitanya, they're still chanting. So Lord Chaitanya is like, what's going on? What is this? Vishnu, Vishnu. Huh? And Lord Chaitanya is not uh, not very happy about it and speaks out against it. And then Shiva stands there and he holds up his hand up to the sky. So Lord Chaitanya says, what are you doing? Shiva says, I'm blocking the sun. It's like, it's like Shiva's. Lord Chaitanya says, how can you block the sun with your hand? Yes, Shiva says, in the same way, my Lord. You are self-effulgent, right? How can your, um, your divinity, how can your divine qualities um, be covered? Then Lord Chaitanya stops arguing. Uh, from time to time, this comes up, but also uh, in the uh, Anchalila, um, no, I have not been able to prepare this yet, so... Oh, sometimes I need more time to prepare for these lectures, and then... So some things I have to do in your presence, but it's okay. It takes just a little time then, so you have to... Uh, Be patient. Rupa, it's about the dry, the drama of Rupa Goswami, and Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. there in the manuscript.
Okay, now here we are. Yes. So then he says um, the famous verse, which has been quoted by uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in his first 14 verses, uh, as Adilila 1 4. And that verse then. So it is asked, uh, by, they're discussing the play, the Vidakta Madhava, and Ramananda Roy is very expert at, these, uh, at, the, at the Sanskrit rules for writing plays. So Ramananda Roy is asking him, uh, so, you know, please recite who is the worshipable deity. Um, Ramananda Roy said, now please, recite the description of the glories of your worshipable deity. Rupa Goswami, however, hesitated due to embarrassment because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was present. The Lord, however, encouraged Rupa Goswami, saying, why are you embarrassed? You should recite it so the devotees can hear the good fruit of your writing. When Rupa Goswami thus recited his verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu disapproved of it because it described his personal glories. He expressed the opinion that it was an ex exaggerated explanation. May the Supreme Lord, who is known as the son of Srimati Sachi Devi, be transcendently situated in the innermost core of your heart. Resplendent with the radiance of molten gold, he is descended in the age of Kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before, the most elevated mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. That comes up as text 132 in the Antyadila 1, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, so, and that is part of the Vidakta Madhava play, and it's also text number four in the Adilila chapter one. That means one of the 14 verses. Uh, so it's used by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami as evidence. Anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as we say, he did not uh, approve the verse. But all the devotees present so greatly appreciated this verse that they expressed their gratitude to see Rupa for his transcendental recitation. <laughs> so, what can we say? This is interesting. How Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is uh, sometimes um, in acting as the Supreme Lord and completely uh, accepting uh, that mood of the Supreme Lord and is, is stating that he is the Supreme Lord and other times he's denying it in different moods. Uh, of course, we discussed already the, the Chana Avatar verse 7938 from Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, Chana Kolo, that in the age of Kali, the Lord will appear in hidden form. So he's hiding his transcendental nature 
but uh, he's also revealing it again and again. Um, Amir Pisen has made a, a, an Oxford scholar has has counted numbers. I, I can look it up for you uh, towards the end. I'll do that. I don't want to open it up now. Um, what I want to open up now is something else, and that is uh, uh, there is uh, evidence and of a different nature. Krishna does is when he begins the Chaitanya Charitamrita, he writes the 14 verses, explains them in seven chapters, then puts in Mayavat just to make sure that Panchatattva is not mixed up with Panchupasana uh, or the five types of worship that the smarter Brahmanas are adhering to and that uh, of five different deities, but that these are Panchatattva is different, is actually Krishna manifesting in five ways. And then uh, after that, there is the, uh, uh, the author, uh, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, uh, who, who is describing how he received the order to write. And, and then, uh, and in that chapter, he also establishes again that anyone who is worshipping Krishna but not Lord Chaitanya is a demon. So he, he again, Krishna does strongly establish Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Lord. Um, in the uh, next chapter, uh, or next four chapters, we get the, the Bhakti Kalpataru, the Chaitanya tree, and Chaitanya is the Supreme Lord. He's both the trunk and both the gardener, and so on at the top, the, the trunk split, splits in two. Um, and then we begin with the um, advent of Lord Chaitanya. And before the birth of Lord Chaitanya, we are seeing how Sachimata was expecting, and she was very beautiful, and how the, uh, the demigods, she saw demigods offering prayers. She saw regularly all kinds of celestial beings. And she was kind of uh, astonished at that. Then in the childhood, uh, we see how Nimai has uh, has these uh, pastimes. Uh, while he's a baby, they can see the footprints of Vishnu on his lotus feet, but he's a baby, and he's, so he's lying down, and he's not even crawling yet. He's just lying down. But then they hear sometimes the running of a child in the house, and they hear the, 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 the footsteps of a child quickly, boom, 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 running in the house, and also ankle bells are there. So this is a great mystery. And then they see, and they say, footprints in the house, and the footprints of Vishnu. Um, but, you know, it cannot be Nimai, because he's a baby, he cannot even walk, he cannot even crawl. So it's... So finally, Jagannath Mishra concludes, it must be the Shalagram Shila. Hmm. But that, again, is, is okay, a symptom, a miracle. Huh? 
when you're looking at the Supreme Lord, you're looking at miracles, right? As another aspect of, of evidence. So here are some miracles described. Uh, a courtesy offering of Hiranyan Govardhan Mazunda was, uh, uh, yeah, was uh, nobody kind of knew about it. The boy didn't know. Hiranyan Govardhan Mazunda were doing a special offering on the courtesy, and then the boy wanted it. And Hiranyan Govardhan Mazunda were quite shocked that he wanted the Mahaprasadam because how did a child know that there was a a special offering going on. So they sent the Mahapasadam to. Hmm. Then we see there was a Brahmana who came to the house, and Nimai was a boy now, and this Brahmana uh, was cooking, the guest of Jagannath Mishra, making an offering, and then each time he chanted the mantras for offering, then Nimai somehow or other would appear and he would eat everything. And then just continued and continued. And the Brahmana had cooked several times. And on the request of Jagannath Mishra, even in the evening, the Brahmana cooked. And Jagannath Mishra stood with a stick in front of the door just to make sure that if this boy dared to come, he would beat him. And then, uh, then it got late. And the Brahmana made his offering very late. So everyone had gone to sleep. And then Nimai also still appeared and ate things. And the Brahman is just shocked and said, no, no, my Lord will not eat today. And Nimai said, what can I do? You are calling me. And he chanted these mantras, you are calling me. And I have to come and eat. So in this way, and then Nimai shows his his form as the Supreme Lord to the Brahmana. But uh, is told that he should not tell anyone or he will die. Hmm. Because at that time, Nimai is not uh, yet uh, revealing himself. Yeah, as a youth, he becomes Nimai Pandit. He shows his extraordinary learning. His learning is to a point where it's just... Uh, no one can match it. So it's superhuman. Uh, as a preacher, he's in Jarikanda, and he makes tigers and elephants dance, tigers and deer embrace. Uh, he cures Vasudev, the leper, uh, by embracing him and gives him a totally new and healed body. He also cures Sanatana Goswami's sores. And there's these trees, Lord Ramachandra, uh, was showing his power to Sugriva and shot an arrow, arrow through, through seven trees. Mm -hmm. And then Lord Chaitanya embraced these trees and these trees just disappeared. Uh, in Jagannath Puri, Lord Chaitanya, he, uh, he pushed Lord Jagannath's chariot just with his head and, and, and it just started start moving along. Well, even before wrestlers and elephants couldn't move the, the chariot. Uh, so, uh, all different superhuman activities performed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But throughout the main miracle 
the main miracle is his outstanding, the outstanding symptoms of love of God. Uh, the tears, so much water that he stood next to the Garuda Stumba and there's a drain and the drain had like a stream of water. How is this possible? How can it be? Mm. Yeah. Somehow or other. Mm. The, uh, the miracles of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we have discussed his ecstatic transformations, his bodily transformations. We have discussed his ecstatic dancing. We have discussed the tears that are coming from his eyes. So uh, it is quite clear that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, is not an ordinary person and that such symptoms cannot be, uh, be shown by any ordinary person. Also, uh, of course, you know, dekhiye na dekhe, abakti, you know, abakti ragan, ulikan na dekhe, you know, suri rakiran. That while looking, uh, the non-devotee cannot see, just as the owl cannot see the rays of the sun. What can be said? So they'll find arguments. They'll say, oh, this, these are all exaggerated descriptions. This is not historical. This is hagiography. This is the life of saints. And the devotees are just eulogizing and exaggerating. And, um, but Joseph O'Connell, scholar we have referred to before. Joseph O'Connell makes an interesting point. Joseph O'Connell says that no, even amongst hagiographies, that there are some who are clearly written with an ulterior motive to, uh, to bring more name, fame, glory to the, uh, to the to the writer uh, by writing his own uh, lineage in, in a more intimate connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and deriving prestige from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That is the motivated writing of biography. He says, but then we see another caliber of, of biography written, such as the caliber of uh, of, Krishna, of, of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is a, a scholarly work of like, uh, you know, like of high fidelity in terms of its scholarly uh, assets. So uh, in the, then O'Connell points out that it's also in the interest of the devotee to record things as they are, uh, because the the true devotee wants to know things 
as they are. They want to know uh, what really happened. They're not looking at all kinds of stories. So in this way, uh, he makes a case that supports the historicity of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now, we've already looked at this historicity and said, where possible, sometimes when Krishna does, uh, doesn't know the conversation, then he, uh, as good as possible, tries to uh, create the contents of what was being discussed and then sort of writes it in the form of a conversation. Uh, so sometimes it, we see verse, Lord Chaitanya said, we say, well, uh, did he really, uh, did he really verbatim recite the, the Bhakti Rasamrita, the whole series of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu verses to Sanatan Goswami? No, obviously not. Uh, here, the writer didn't have information uh, and wanted to go to the essence and, and inserted this. So it is hagiography, it is not a history book, but the histor historicity of the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is definitely, uh, uh, according to O'Connell, uh, is something that Krishna does very faithfully try to, uh, um, to record. And so all the, uh, all the things uh, that we have are, uh, are uh, <clears throat> okay. All the things that we have are, uh, are to be taken as realistic descriptions in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, we go a little further. We have, I have here, Srila uh, Bhakti Thakur, of course, did a lot of work to establish um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this world. Um, she, not only did Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu write a little book called uh, The Precepts and Life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and send it in 1896 to the McGill University in Canada, but he also uh, researched and researched and tried to find the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He eventually did so. Uh, Jagannathas Babaji confirmed it. He subsequently uh, wrote the Navadvitam Mahatmya and established the uh, uh, established also the dam on the ground. He, uh, he furthermore, uh, at one point came across a, uh, uh, a portion of the uh, Atarva Veda. Modern, more modern manuscripts do not include these verses, but more ancient manuscripts 
are including uh, what Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, 19 verses, uh, which uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, uh, no, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur named the Chaitanya Upanishad. So I have. It has been translated by Karnamrita Das. Now, just quickly read a little bit about the uh, uh, introduction. In 1887, the great Bengali philosopher Thakur Bhaktivinod traveled to many places in Bengal in the hope of finding the Chaitanya Upanishad, which is part of the Atarva Veda, but found only in the most ancient manuscripts thereof. Few people knew of this work which offers overwhelming evidence of Lord Chaitanya's identity as the Supreme Lord and Yuga Avatar, the incarnation of Godhead of the current age of Kali, or Koro. His search eventually came to the attention of Madhusudan Das, a pundit of the school of devotion to Vishnu, who possessed an ancient edition of the Atarva Veda. The pundit at once dispatched it to Thakur Bhaktivinoda from his residence in Shambhalpur, when the Vaishnava community, adherents of Vishnu, learned of the Thakur's discovery, they forward requested him to compose a Sanskrit commentary thereon. The Thakur agreed and wrote, Shri Chaitanya Charan Amrita, meaning the divine nectar of the feet of Chaitanya. Madhusudas assisted in, in this regard by writing a Bengali translation of the verses called Amrita Bindu, or a drop of nectar. Thakur Bhaktivinoda's uh, illustrious son, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, made great strides in spreading the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya. Um, okay, that is, that is uh, additional, not directly about the book. So what I'll do is I'll just read the verses and translations. So uh, it's 19 verses, so you just, uh, just listen and um, I won't comment. Atapipalada samitpanir bhagavantam brahmanam upasana bhagavan meshubam kim atra shaksha suyeti. Once the sage Pipalada approached Brahma with joined palms for instruction. O Lord, he said, kindly tell me what would benefit me in this world. Sa Uvacha buya eva tapasya brahmacharyena sasvatramaswa manavasyeti. The powerful Lord said, Being ever satisfied by the performance of penance and brahmacharya, thou shouldst bring thy mind under control. So tata butva buya enam upasanyaha bhagavan kalo papachana prajaha. Katam mochiraniti kova devata kova mantro bruheti. Having done so, he approached his preceptor and said, O Master, how will people become free from sin in the age of Kali? Uh, which particular manifestation of the Lord should they adore? What mantra should they employ? Sohovacha rahasyam tevadisyami janaviti ranavadvipe. Golokya Damni Govinda Dibujo Gora Sarvatma Ma Mahapurusho Mahatma Mahayoge Triguna Titta Sutkarupa Bhaktim Loke Kasyatiti Tateta Shioka Bhavanti. Uh, 
so says Janavatiri Navadvipa on the bank of the Janavi Navadvipa. Brahma said, I shall tell thee a secret. On the bank of the Janavi at Navadvip, which is called Golokadam, shall Govinda in a two-armed form as Gora, the great one, the great mystic, who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature and whose form is eternal, reveal bhakti into this world. There are a number of verses in that regard. Eko deva sarvarupe mahatmagora raktam shamala svetarupa chetanyatma savai chetanya shaktir bhaktakar or bhakti do bhakti veja. That one supreme personality of God whose transcendental body is a golden of a golden hue, previously appeared with red, black, and white complexions. In his, in this original form as Sri Chaitanya, he is veritably the living force, the personification of bhakti and the Lord and knower thereof. Text 7. Namo Vedanta Vijaya Krishnaya Paramatmane Sarva Chaitanya Rupaya Chaitanyaya Namo Namaha. Offer my respectful basis to Sri, Krishna, and to Sri Chaitanya, who is to be known by the means of the Vedas, who is Sri Krishna, the super soul, and who is the personification of the total living force. Text 8. Vedanta Vedvam Purusham Puranam Chaitanyatmanam Vishwayonim Mahantam Tam Eva Vididvati Mrityum Etinanyan Tantavijate Yanaya By knowing him who is to be known by means of the Vedas, who is the ancient supreme Godhead, who is the mighty source of the cosmic manifestation, the supreme soul, Sri Chaitanya by knowing him, one may transcend death, and there is no other page for doing so. Swanama mula mantrena sarvam ladaiti vibhu svashakti parame tashaladine samvit evacha iti. The Almighty Lord causes all living beings to taste transcendental bliss by means of the mantra composed of his own holy names, the Maha Mantra. He has two personal spiritual potencies, bliss giving ladine and knowledge giving samvit. Saiva mulaman tram japati, hari iti krishna iti ramiti. He chants the Hari Krishna Maha Mantra, which consists of the names Hari Krishna and Ram. Hariti bhritti grantim vasana rupam iti hari, krishi smarane tatschanas tat ubaya, melanam iti krishna ramayati sarvam iti rama ananda rupa atra shoka bhavati. He cuts the knots of attachment from the heart and removes the body. God, by reason of material desire, is called Hari, he who takes away. The verbal root Krish, used in the sense of remembrance, meet with the particle Na, indicate transcendental ecstasy, and they combine the name Krishna, the remembrance of whom eliminates unhappiness. He who causes all beings to enjoy bliss is known as Rama, the embodiment of bliss. In this regard, there is a verse. That may be quoted. Mantra muya paramo bhakti veja namanti astavasta chasobanani tamnicha je japanti diraste vai mayam titaranti nanya paramam mantram paramarasyam iti avartayati. This mysterious mantra is the best of all mantras, is to be known by means of loving devotion. Those sober minded persons who incessantly chant the mantra of eight by eight beautiful names. The Maha Mantra are easily available to transcend the mundane illusory potency, Maya.
There is no mantra greater than this most esoteric of mantras. It causes such liberated souls to constantly immerse themselves in its recitation. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Iti Sojasakam Nam Nam, Kali Kalasanasanam, Nata Paratara Paya, Sarva Vedisu, Dristyate. And then Chaitanya Eva Sankarsano, Vasudeva Parmesti Rudra, Shakrubriyaspati Sarvadeva, Sarvani Bhutani, Stavarani Charani, Sayatkin Chitsatasat, Karanam Sarvam Tat Atra Shulka. Verily, Sri Chaitanya is Sankarsana Vasudeva. From him comes Brahma, Rudra, Indra, Biaspati, and the whole host of Devas. He's the cause of all living beings, both moving and non being, of both eternal and non eternal states of existence. In this connection, there are several verses that may be cited. Um, and then. Uh, Yet kinshit asit bunkti xaram tat karyam chate sat karanam param jivas tat aksharam iteritam. Whatever impermanent thing one exploits for one's sensory satisfaction, that thing and the pleasure derived therefrom are perishable. It is said the jiva, the living being, is ever causing the creation of the mundane universe, but he is said to be imperishable by nature. He who is superior to both the perishable and imperishable natures, that is Maya and Jiva, is known as the Supreme Personality of God at Purushottam. He is called Chaitanya, who is the absolute truth and the cause of all causes. Text 19. Yam enam rasuyati bhajati jadyati sapatmanam tarati so puto bhavati satatvam janati satarati shokam gatistasyate nanyasyate he who adores, worships and meditates upon Sri Chaitanya is absolved of all sins. He becomes purified, he realizes the absolute truth and transcendental distress. There is no other means of attainment as this. Om Hari Shanti, Om Lord Hari, peace. Thus ends the Sri Chaitanya Upanishad. <clears throat> uh, all right, so the verses are there from the Atharva Veda. There is a commentary of Bhaktivinoda Thakur on these verses. There's other evidence <laughs> in terms of verses. Srila um, Prabhupada in the verse CC Adi 2.22 quotes a whole series of, uh, of verses as evidence of the divinity of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So having spoken about that now for practically an hour, uh, I must tell you that uh, it is good to know the evidence and it is good in dialogue with the world and also for ourselves to reconfirm that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is indeed the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But then we move on from that and we just enter into the amazing nature of, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and how he's manifesting himself in this particular form. And we realize how this particular form is the form that we depend on, that we need 
we need this form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya uh, to be able to uh, to actually uh, make it in this age of Kali due to our great weakness, our poor fund of knowledge, our bad habits, uh, our inability to perform austerity due to being lazy, due to being misguided, uh, due to uh, being the most sinful living entities. Uh, one can say in Satya Yuga, there's a Yuga Dharma. Those pious souls who take advantage of it go back to Godhead. Then those who remain, they appear in the Treta Yuga. Treta Yuga, uh, the qualified ones go back to Godhead. And then we go uh, to the Dwapara Yuga. And those who didn't make it in Treta Yuga and in such Yuga, still they get another chance in Dwapara Yuga. And those who take advantage go back to Godhead. And the ones who failed in all the Yugas, in the Satya Yuga, in the Treta Yuga, in the Dwapara Yuga, uh, they take birth in Kali Yuga. So Kali Yuga is the age for... Uh, one could say, those with uh, learner's difficulties. and uh, But in Kali Yuga, the threshold for human life, for the human form of life, is lowered. Uh, in other Yugas, we would not have had, with our state of consciousness, we would not qualify for the human form of life. But in Kali Yuga, the human form the qualification for the human form of life is lowered. And therefore now we also have the opportunity and we're receiving this transcendental knowledge. Although in terms of our conditioning, we have so many animalistic tendencies and therefore are sometimes called dvipadapasu, two-legged animals. So uh, it takes time and mercy to rise above um, by regular practice in sadhana and by the mercy, the added mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, then it is possible. So ultimately, uh, the divinity of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, uh, is, is, is central to our own whole practices. It is the Lord reaching out to the devotee. It is truly the descending uh, process. It is the mercy descending from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, who is kindly appearing in the form of a devotee, and in this way is teaching us, teaching us what devotion really is like. Otherwise, we would be satisfied with a cheap version uh, a cheap display, uh, and we would glorify each other, saying, oh, you're such a great devotee. No, no, you're such a great devotee. Oh, no, he's such a great devotee. We're all so great. And in this way, uh, we, would, uh, um, we would see that the uh, entire uh, process of devotional service will unfold by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hare Krishna.